The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is sponsored by James Oliver Coffee Company at jamesolivercoffee.com. James Oliver is a second-generation family-owned and Detroit-based coffee roaster, offering 19 different blends of freshly roasted coffee. The company pioneered link temperature roasting, and they source the best beans from around the world to create an outstanding coffee experience, no matter which beans you choose. To start, try the alma mater blend. James Oliver Coffee gives $5 for each bag of its alma mater blend to the Detroit Public Schools Foundation. And don't forget, use the promo code CFSHOW, that's CFSHOW, to get 15% off your first order. James Oliver Coffee, available at select grocery stores in Metro Detroit and, of course, at jamesolivercoffee.com. Remember, use the promo code CFSHOW to get 15% off your first order. That's jamesolivercoffee.com. Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome to the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. Glad to have you with me today. And uh, we do like to keep our finger on the pulse of business here in the community and some of the big changes that are taking place. Now, a, a very successful uh, PR firm was started about 11 years ago up in Lansing, a couple of political rivals getting together uh, and, and creating a firm called Truscott Rossman that has really uh, emerged as one of the leading firms in the state of Michigan. They announced this morning that they are officially moving from their longtime home of Lansing to the city of Detroit. Now they've had an office here for several years, but this is still a significant move anytime you move your headquarters from one place to another. And joining me right now is the co-founder of Truscott Rossman, John Truscott. You may know him. He used to, of course, be the spokesperson for then Governor John Engler. That's where he and I first met many, many years ago, early nineties, I believe. Uh, but John, welcome to the show. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks, Craig. Likewise, it's always a pleasure to talk to you as well. Well, this is not a small decision to make. I mean, you guys were rooted in Lansing. You, you both cut your teeth in Lansing politics uh, and, uh, you know, with Ms. Rossman and, and this was rooted there, but you make the move to Detroit. Obviously, there's got to be some sort of strategic reason why you need to do this now. Absolutely. Well, you know, Kelly retired a couple of years ago and Ron Fournier joined us coming from Washington and then as publisher of Cranes. And he's been able to grow our, our Detroit business significantly and, and really increase the level of, of clients, you know, in terms of size and, and corporate uh, stature and, and things like that. So the Detroit uh, business has continued to grow. And frankly, Detroit being a major metro market is a really exciting place to be. So as we pursue more business uh, outside of Michigan, nationally and internationally, um, Detroit's a great place to be to have that uh, be our home. And so we decided to make that move to keep up with the changes in our firm. Well, you know, and I don't want to suggest this is a bad thing necessarily, but, you know, do you get a sense that an address in a city like Lansing, as opposed to being in a major market like Detroit, is something that maybe created a perception issue for potential clients out there? Because you guys have done quality work for a long time. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. Um, being in Lansing, you know, the impression is that you're just a public affairs or political firm. And while we still do public affairs work, uh, we no longer you know, haven't for years done partisan uh, work, but our offerings and what we do has changed so drastically over the years that we're not just a public affairs firm. So this is part of that, uh, part of that image change and the growth that we've gone through. And as the media has changed so dramatically, we've had to change how we do our work. Uh, and I think this reflects all of that, the changing environment, the changing media and our growth. 
Well, you know, you mentioned uh, your partner, Ron Fournier. Uh, I was reading in Crane's Detroit Business this morning. He, he gave an interview to them to talk a little bit about this and said that this is really going to position you guys to go after some more national clients. Um, yeah. and, and is there an advantage to being in Detroit as opposed to, say, Cleveland or Chicago or New York or some other city um, that, that helps you guys in that arena? I, I really think it helps set us apart uh, by not being in the, 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 the ocean or the major pond uh, of New York, where it'd be really tough to, to break through. Frankly, a lot of things on some of our national clients, we've been able to do things that the New York firms couldn't do. A lot of it is because Ron's relationships with media through his AP years uh, throughout the country. But part of it is just we, we know how to, how to get things connected. We know how to tell a story. And we're picking up more and more national clients. And uh, it's part of our success and part of the reason for the move. I was talking to somebody a little while ago and, and I told them that I, I'm part of these peer groups of PR firm owners from around the country. And even a couple of years ago, they were asking me, is what we're seeing and reading about Detroit, is that really true? It was almost with disbelief. And I said, what you're reading now happened three years ago. You should see it now. <laughs> so, you know, I think that perception and being on the cutting edge of the resurgence of a great city, we want to be part of that. Well, your office has uh, was originally when you came to Detroit, you were in the Renaissance Center, but you've yeah. since moved to Eastern Market. Uh, talk about the choice of, of that area and, and why that was an important move. Well, we wanted to be in a neighborhood. Uh, we wanted to be in something that was on the upswing. And there's so much going on in Eastern Market and buildings being, being rehabilitated. And it's fun on a market day to look out at the hundreds of people walking in and getting flowers and food. Uh, and things like that. Um, you know, the run send served its purpose for us for a while, but it's, it, you know, for clients to get in and out of there and parking and everything, it's, it's pretty tough and, and pretty expensive. Um, Eastern Market is just an exciting, vibrant place, and our staff loves it. Unfortunately, we no more than moved in and then the pandemic hit, so of we've course. all been working from home. Uh, but we really look forward to finishing, getting the decor uh, completed, getting photos and art on the walls and, and things like that, and getting people back working together and collaborating again. My guest once again is John Truscott of Truscott Rossman and Associates. They've just announced a move to Detroit. Well, at least a headquarters move to the city of Detroit. They're still going to maintain their presence in Lansing, Grand Rapids. Uh, so you guys have really become a statewide firm. It seems now it's the next step is to, to take it to the next level. How do you get beyond just a regional firm and become something that is indeed yeah. a national player? You know, what, what's interesting, and I think even more so because of the pandemic and the remote work, we had also just opened an office in Washington, D.C. It was not staffed yet, but uh, a number of us were flying out um, even a couple of times a month and hosting dinners and, and, and building uh, the opportunities out there. I really think that location isn't as important anymore as the relationships are. We have the relationships. Everybody's working from home, so we're on Zoom calls, we're on conference calls, and that's how work is getting done, I think that'll be one of the long-term changes uh, that takes place. Those barriers, building a relationship is easier than, than ever, uh, if you know who to call. Um, and I, I don't think a city location in, in a big market like New York or LA will matter as much. And frankly, Detroit has a lot of cachet these days. And, and I think people are curious about what's going on and you know they wanna be connected to it in some way and we'll give them that opportunity. 
Well, well, John, I, I do want to ask you a couple of questions about the industry as a whole right now and things that are going on. The pandemic has thrown a, a wrench into the works of just about everything. Yeah. Companies are struggling to figure out what their messaging is going to be, how to respond to this. What do you see as the biggest challenge right now uh, for companies that are trying to deal with the pandemic and your clients? And, and because they all have different missions, different ideas yeah. of what they should be doing. Uh, is there some sort of unifying theory out there right now as to how people should be dealing with this? Because, you know, you know, we, you know the messaging about in these uncertain times. Yeah. Beyond that. <laughs> Can we ban some of the phrases that have come out <laughs> oh, during this pandemic? That's right. You know, I, I did a video for clients uh, very early on. Um, you know, the first month or two when everything locked down, people kind of went into their shell and nobody knew what was going to happen. But then things started to release and people started seeing, well, my expenses are really down here and revenue is still going. So, hey, we can make a go of this. So people started looking forward and, okay, what type of business can we engage in? The theme of that video, and it came from a friend of mine who owns a PR firm in Houston, is all about be visible. And he did this during the, the last recession, 08, 09, where he pitched with his clients, be visible while everybody else is invisible and you'll be the one that catches all the attention. So I pitched that to our clients and a number of them took us up on it with a major new program or project or something that got them out there uh, with, the, with their public uh, in terms of being visible and, and letting people know that they're there. I think that's half the battle. And so you plan for when, when this is going to be over, when things return to whatever normal is. And if you're out invisible before everybody else, you've got a leg up on that. Um, and as we saw coming out of that recession a decade ago, things went crazy in the economy, crazy good. And so I, I would look for that sort of thing to happen now as well. So I would tell everybody, be visible. I, I know philanthropic organizations that rely on fundraising and things like that. They're in the toughest position. But again, being visible prepares them for that resurgence and when people feel free to write a check again. Well, John, you mentioned something earlier on in this that I sort of want to get to. You said, you know, the firm no longer does the partisan work. And, and I don't want to suggest that that's low-hanging fruit. But in an election cycle like this, I mean, it's always a steady stream of, of people that want your expertise, want your input. Yeah. Um, and you could get that if you wanted to. Um, why was it important to sort of break away from that? One, the election cycle, the up and down, it's feast or famine. And when things are good, it's really good. But then you're stuck. Okay, what do I do the rest of the time? Um, especially in this political environment, it is very easy to make enemies and keep people your enemy because of something you said or something you believe in. I'd rather not do that. Um, our firm is very diverse in political opinion. We joke with each other about it, but we don't take it too seriously, I hope. Um, and frankly, there's enough other work out there that's not political related. And I, I just think politics right now is, is so toxic. I just don't want to be part of it. Well, I don't blame you there. I mean, I have to, I've always been saying the worst job in the world right now for any PR person would be the spokesperson for President Trump. Um, I can't yeah. imagine how you sort of balance those sorts of statements and everything every day trying to, trying to get that done. But, um, you know, okay, moving to Detroit, uh, you're diversifying your client list, trying to get more companies, uh, big push for automotive stuff, because there's so much yeah. messaging that's going to be coming out from that as we transition technology. Yeah, we, we are making a big push into manufacturing in general. And, and obviously, some of those companies that were on the verge of hiring us have just said, hold, let's wait, let's see what's happening. But we picked up uh, within the last year, Continental, uh, up in Auburn Hills, mm -hmm. uh, known as Conti, kind of the, their new name. Um, they're one of the largest auto suppliers in the world, globally. So that's a, a, they're a great company, great people to work with. 
um, and I think great opportunities into the future. So um, that that's a big push. We have some smaller uh, suppliers as well that we've done work with. Lucerne International is one of them. They had some tariff uh, issues a little over a year ago. So we're we're making a big push, and it's a it's a new space for us. The the thing is that the industry it, it doesn't matter what the industry is. We can kind of find the stories internally that you're trying to tell and tell it in a different way than maybe your internal folks who kind of have these blinders on uh, in the way that they've always done things. Having that external uh, expertise come in can be very valuable and, and we're providing that to folks. Well, yeah, as somebody in the media, I deal with uh, a lot of different PR firms. Um, and, and frankly, it's becoming a very competitive landscape here in the city yeah. of Detroit. You've got a number of high quality firms that have been in operation for a long time. How do you break through some of that entrenched uh, relationships that exist there? There are a lot of great people, uh, PR people in the city. Um, you know, part of it is just the, the long term, the relationships that we have with the media, which go back 30 years. Um, so you build on those those relationships and then expand it out to we just show people our work. Um, we are getting included on many more pitches or opportunities, proposals that are out there. We've done a lot of work for the city of Detroit, a lot of work for the county. That gets us and opens doors that we didn't have before. I mean, if you go to our website now, trustgotrossman.com, we have several clients on there, including Alexis Wiley, the mayor's chief of staff, talking about what we did for them and the services that we provided. That kind of credibility and having people like Alexis vouching for our work is the way you, you get better known and, and break through all the clutter. Well, it's certainly going to be an interesting time for you guys as you make this transition uh, to full-time Detroit residents uh, as a company. Yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, what has the reception been uh, from folks here in the community to, to this news? Unbelievable. Um, it's been so positive. You know, we sent out an email late last night to clients, just letting them know this is that we were making this announcement. The number of emails from across the state, even our Grand Rapids clients, has been unbelievably positive. So um, I, I'm thrilled with, with what I'm seeing from folks and it's being met with a lot of enthusiasm. Well, does that signal some sort of a thaw in the relationship between West Michigan and, uh, and Southeast Michigan if, if Grand you know, Rapids is celebrating your move? Uh, you know, I, I think there's been a lot of change in, in the last decade between that relationship. When you look at Meyer coming over and opening stores in the city, when you look at business leaders for Michigan, which has business leaders from both sides of the state at very high levels involved, people in West Michigan are really rooting for Detroit's success. And uh, I think we're seeing that more and more. And I hope to be part of that uh, with our relationships on both sides of the state. All right. Well, we'll have to leave it right there for now. Uh, John Truscott, we appreciate uh, you coming on to talk to us today. Thanks, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I look forward to the emails and the pitches. Uh, you know, I, I try to take advantage of most of those if I can. So I appreciate it. Uh, we will see you around the market. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Craig. John Truscott, principal of Truscott Rossman and Associates, joining us here on the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. We certainly do appreciate their time, and I'll be interested to see uh, what kind of uh, business they strike up here in the city of Detroit. All right, so uh, thanks for listening. I always appreciate it. Don't forget, if you like this podcast, you like the interviews that I conduct and the people that I talk to, let me know. Rate the podcast. Tell your friends. Help us spread the word about it out there. Also, I want to take a moment to thank my sponsor, James Oliver Coffee. 
Coffee and jamesolivercoffee.com. I'm a huge fan of their product um, and glad to have them as a sponsor of this program. Quite proud, as a matter of fact, and uh, they do great work. So don't forget, you have that awesome promo code. CF Show is the promo code you put in on their website, and you'll get 15% off your first order. And I highly recommend that you give that a try and let them know that you heard about it here. That's the kind of thing that uh, helps everybody. So I do appreciate that. Uh, Friday which is tomorrow, technically, the week that was on Deadline Detroit. Look for it live on Facebook Live on the Craig Folly Show's page or on my personal page, whichever one you follow. You should be able to find it there. It will also be on Deadline Detroit uh, on their uh, YouTube page live, but then it'll also be on DeadlineDetroit.com later in the day. Uh, We always like to put that up there. You can find it there. And, of course, it's made into podcast form as well if you prefer just the audio version rather than looking at this mug. That's fine. I totally understand that. Thanks for checking it out today. Again, it's live at 11.30 tomorrow. Special guests tomorrow include my friend Saeed Khan. He's, of course, a lecturer uh, at Wayne State University. And Nancy Kaffer of the Detroit Free Press Editorial Board will be joining me to break down the big stories of the week. I have a feeling we will likely get to the town hall meeting that President Trump uh, hosted or took part in, I should say, the couple of days ago with George Stephanopoulos. That will definitely be on the agenda. Also, some of the differing messaging that we're getting regarding coronavirus, again, from the CDC and the president, and also the strange saga of Mr. Caputo at the CDC, the spokesman there, and what's been going on there. So there's a lot of stuff for us to get to this week, and we will get to all of that, I promise you. Check it out live if you can. If you can't, check it out later. Doesn't matter. I appreciate the fact that you check it out at all. That's a huge deal. So thank you very much for that. Have a fantastic day. Again, live tomorrow at 11.30. Looking forward to seeing you. The Craig Folly Show is made possible in part by Deadline Detroit. Deadline Detroit has some of the best journalists in the city. We're asking you to support independent local journalism by joining our $3 a month membership. By joining, you become eligible to win prizes, including tickets for sporting events and gift cards to some of Detroit's best restaurants. Just go to our website and click the ad at the top or go to www.deadlinedetroit.com slash membership. 